Welcome to Championship Culture. Got a fantastic guest for you tonight, Juan Carlos Lozano. And I, we were just talking. I feel like I feel like we've been old friends. We are we are Facebook friends and Twitter friends, but I, I feel like I know him because I've seen so many of his posts. He he posts uh, motivational and uh, motivational uh, posts all the time. Uh, he is uh, he is the defensive coordinator. Uh, at Capitol Hill High School in in uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, he he uh, he was a former head football coach at Jefferson Middle School, which feeds Capitol. So he's just moved up to the high school, and he's gonna gonna be talking a lot about the experiences he had as a head coach at the middle school. He is a huge anyone who has him on Facebook knows he's a huge Oklahoma State uh, alumni and fan. Uh, always pulling for them, and and a great man of faith. So uh, and like me, I found out uh is the is the father of daughters and that does something to a coach uh softens them and and uh gets his mind right and i'm the same way i've got two daughters so uh so we're we're the same there so coach super excited to have you man uh thank you so much for coming on here and uh and can't wait to learn from you buddy coach it's an honor to be here uh i've been watching your podcast following you religiously you ron Mackey, all you guys have never steered me wrong uh, so I love not being, not having to waste my time and going straight to people that are, they're sharing like the old school guys and, and sharing the ideas and concepts that, that make us better, you know, and I really, really, really enjoy that part from watching all your podcasts and following the other gentlemen. Well, you're, you, you're going to make us better tonight. Cause we're going to steal your ideas on, on, uh, building culture. So, so let's get started. Question number one, can you give a one minute elevator introduction of yourself? Yeah. Yeah. My name is Juan Carlos Lozano. Uh, I had to learn English. Uh, I was first generation uh, coming from Mexico. Uh, so I learned English. I was born in Chicago. Didn't know that I wasn't speaking English till I went to high school. I mean, uh, elementary school. And I was in kindergarten. It made me talk English. Uh, didn't start coaching till a few years after college. Uh, I was a therapist for about 16 years. And uh, my wife comes home one day and tells me my daughter uh, is playing soccer. And I go, well, that's great. She's going to get to run a lot. And she goes, oh, by the way, you're the coach. And since then, now 20 some 26 years now, been coaching uh, soccer and then got into football about the same way. Somebody just said, Hey, coach, you're doing such a great job. Why don't you come out and do football? And now I'm, I'm a football fanatic. I, I love studying. The game just never ends. There's always something to learn. Uh, but soccer is deep ingrained in my, in my, in the culture that I try to build around here, which I'm lucky I am at a soccer high school right now. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, question number two, and how do you define culture in your program? Uh, I think, you know, by watching you and watching everybody, uh, when I was at Jefferson Middle School, we used the Elevate program quite a bit. And basically every Tuesday, uh, we had a, we, 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 we worked together with a community and there was this big church and a gentleman named Mark was the youth pastor there. And he'd come over on Tuesdays and we'd get together in, in our practice area. We really, it was one of those sheds out in the back and uh we'd get in there and, and he, he he part on us some wisdom and he was always very good to choose some scriptures that that fit pro the program we were working with and at the same time when he was getting done and stuff we'd give out awards so once a week we use the elevate program which you know let me i, I gotta start by saying when my wife said my i was coaching soccer i, I knew nothing about it uh, but i was smart enough to figure out that hey I want to seek what the old guys are seeking, you know, the winners, the guys that are winning all the time. And since I had a girls team, I went and looked for Anson Dorrance. 
And if you ever read one of his books, Ask Endurance, it's always those first books that coaches put out to put all that great information. So I grabbed that first book he had out and he had, I mean, he literally every championship, if you know anything about Ask Endurance and the Tar Heels, uh, he's won. And their attitude is every time they don't win the NCAA championship, basically they feel like you're borrowing it for them and they're coming back for it next year. But he doesn't, I mean, he's got his program written out and, Again, he put another book out that had all the combinations and stuff he does. But he says that what, what wins up the championships is these personal letters that he writes to each player, all right? So when they're in the NCAA championships, he pulls them out and he reads every one of them and lets them have them right before they go out there and play in the NCAA. And that's what he says wins his championships. And, well, I took that, especially after uh, – our, one of our uh, sponsors out there or out here is uh, Fields, Fields and Futures. And they, they pretty much build a bunch of the fields out here and maintain them and stuff for us, which is amazing. Uh, they started giving us these uh, Elevate programs, which is a certificate. And the certificate talks about culture. You know, there's certain things in culture that kids have to sign a promissory card that you're going through there. But every Tuesday, you don't think much about it as a coach. You know, you write something good about it, what you saw the kid and you vote some people in and there's, you know, uh, I think there was like 15 uh, culture related things, character, uh, honor, uh, all those things on there. And you find something that goes with that kid that showed that that that, that season or that week. And every Tuesday you hand them out and you hand out a, a little medal with it and you hand out the certificate. To this day, I got kids graduating from high school and they still show me those certificates. And basically, I mean, you, you got to be honest with them, all right? And you tell them what they want. And you don't think that they mean much, but by that third week, you ever forget one, they will remember, Coach, you're supposed to hand out some today. So for us, we defined our culture. We understand the culture is already there, but if you don't define it yourself and have these kids building from that time, and that's what, you know, I'd, I'd go right back to middle school in a heartbeat if if they took it serious. Do you know what I mean? They just, high school it's, it's a lot more serious than it is at middle school. Uh, but to build those kids from then on and for them to keep those certificates, I've been in the hospital a few times, they show up. Same guys, even though they're not going to the same high school, they might have gone to the U.S. Grant, which is across the street on the other side. Uh, they show up at the hospital, they bring up, they talk about their certificates. Uh, there's a few of them that have been shown now on Fields and Futures with their certificates and so on and so forth. I mean, it, it built that culture uh, – for these guys wanted to show some of those personal character traits that are important to them. So the more you pointed those out, the more they felt like it was part of it. There's one of them uh, that's graduating this year that wrote his first book and was talking about how I went in middle school, went out there and, and picked him out of the hall and said, hey, son, come play football. And yes, he even said the story. I had to talk to his mom to encourage her for him to come out and play. And uh, he hasn't looked back once. He's in foster care. Great story. He has this book on Amazon. And I'm just honored to be mentioned in it. You know, it's one of those things where you don't think much about it. But everything you put down, those words on those little certificates, as long as it's personal, it's about them. Because uh, if you start lying to them, they know that. You know, these kids keep you honest all the time. And so that certificate you handed about the character you're sharing with those kids. And it was a simple thing. And what I loved about it, Fields and Futures was provided for us. And it was a simple certificate that all you had to do is sit down and write their name and then something that you saw behavior related to 
whatever trait that week we were focused on. And it was one of those things. Did it high school. Started doing it at the high school. Uh, Feels if you just stop providing those certificates, but we kept so many of them. I know people throw some things away. We kept them all. So every time we got a new box, we, we put it on the shelf. We still got about three of those boxes. It's easy. The high school players love it. Uh, we post them on Facebook. Uh, we post them on Twitter. Uh, I, you're probably not seeing those because that's their own high school with Twitter. And then Jefferson, which pretty much I still maintain because a lot of the kids that are graduating, I pull out their stuff and put it on there. But I, but I love the fact that these kids have remembered that and, and they take so much pride in those words. Uh, explain a little bit now. Is it, is it once a week? It's once a week, every Tuesday. Yeah. And does every kid on the team get it or are you just no. highlighting a few no, kids? No, no, no. No, no. We're highlighting, we're highlighting two or three kids. All right. Depending, depending on how long the season is, because there's 12 traits, you know, that we are, we're focused on and it changes with every season, but every one of those, and I mean, the best example is Anson Dorrance and those letters that he writes to those players. And that's where I got it from. So when they handed me those things, I was like, wow, this is so much easier. I can just write something on there. Again, you don't think nothing about it, but by that third week, those kids are just itching to see it. They love seeing it. They love the celebration of what their ever behavior was. Uh, was it teamwork? You know, was it uh, some community thing that we did? Uh, was it the last one picking up stuff, showing some leadership, carrying equipment out? And you know how it is in middle schools. I mean, you have so much stuff to carry out. Uh, even the seniors now that were in high school when we were doing it, of course, COVID changed quite a bit of that thing, made it challenging, but uh, overall, even the seniors right now, they love that stuff. So give me, give me an example. You're, you're putting their name on it and then you're yeah. writing something. Give me an example of what would be written on one. So uh, Jeremy Allen, he, he just graduated last year. And uh, if you guys ever want to follow some from that young man uh, at the time when he came to us, uh, I believe he was in sixth grade. He had like 92 referrals. I mean, he, that kid was not even going to make it out of middle school. Uh, he was on our football field, and, and it was tough luck. I mean, we didn't we didn't pull any punches with him or anything else. Uh, but, you know, we showed a character of leadership the next year when he came around. He worked hard. He stayed on the field. He helped out carrying stuff off. Uh, his grades started changing. Uh, so you put that down. You know, you, you write that down, how his grades are up. Uh, we're not having to worry about it. He's showing some leadership. He's taking equipment out, bringing equipment back in. Uh, all those things. And you just, I mean, it's a simple, heartfelt message that you write right there, right in front of them. So they see it. They know you're not, I mean, you give them an example of what they did. Uh, in his case, was leadership and, and how he, that leadership affects everybody else. Again, very short, concise. If I find one of the uh, one of the certificates here at my house, I'll, I'll scan it for you and send it to you. So that way they can see it. I mean, it's, it's simple. One side, of course, looks like a certificate. The back side, it just has lines for you to write down. Here's what we're focused on. It's leadership today. And here's the behaviors you showed this past week. And we're, here's why we're celebrating you today. And three, four five sentences worth. That's or? it. That's it. As long as it's something that they did and it's personal to them. I mean, it's one of those things where, I bet you, just like you said last time, you had some other coaches do it for them. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good writer, so a lot of times I was the one writing them. But, you know, I've been thinking of trying to make some of our seniors, the leaders, to do that and write those things out themselves. Uh, but, again, I'm not there yet, and COVID kind of sort of bent that a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. I love that idea.
All right. So question number three is, what are the three best things you do? Obviously, that's one of them. Their certificates is one of them. Do you have do you have a couple other ones you want to share? You know, there's there's a like I said, uh, fields and futures. I wrote a grant, and you know how grants are. I, I wrote it uh, for Wes Welker, and uh, it was for about twenty grand. Uh, they didn't have any equipment, but I I, I played at Texas. So when I played football in Texas in middle school, you're on you're on astroturf. You know, Texas breathes and lives football. So Oklahoma wasn't that much, and there was too many potholes out there. And I got lucky this time. Uh, the representative at the time that was on top of the foundation for Wes Welker, uh, Tim McLaughlin, he came in, saw the potholes out out there, uh, saw the type of equipment that was pretty tore up, saw the playgrounds, and uh, he, he they gave me a phone call back. And they, he goes, hey, we want to do more. And I said, hey, okay, let me give you somebody to talk to. And that's where Fields and Futures was born. So Fields and Futures is a program that is just for Oklahoma City Public Schools. They have built uh, baseball fields. They have put AstroTurf on those baseball fields. They've maintained the, had the fields. They maintain the football fields, the soccer fields. And now they're tied into Energy FC. And they've built these futsal fields next to the I mean, outside the, outside the area, they got some futsals and some basketball. If they always call me, all right, so this other part that we do after we hand out these certificates, the Fields of Futures always features one of our kids also. So you'll see videos of Jeremy Allen, for example. Uh, you'll see uh, features about him. And he'll talk about this, the grades he had. He'll talk about the way we, we managed to put him on there. We managed to turn his life around. And again, you and I both know those traits are already there. These kids already come with that. And as coaches, we just have to respect that. So by being, by being, by having those tools, fields and futures, by having the, the, the documentation when you write down in these awards for them, uh, you know, it changes, it changes everything. And culture starts pushing everything for us. Like I said, these kids really enjoyed it. Uh, and then every Wednesday, uh, that, that same church that we were working with, uh, they'd show up uh, with four minivans and they'd take the kids to their church and it was just their their own spot. They had their own spot there uh, for the statesmen and they had a game room. They had free food. They had pizza. So they were back. You know, it, it's non-denominational, but they got the, every Wednesday they got to do that. Every Tuesday we handed out certificates and, and awards. So that consistency, like I said, having that consistency with those kids, that would be like the third and biggest part, you know, if, because they will keep you honest. You start doing it by that third week, they want to see it. They want to see the awards. They want to see, hey, are we going to be part of the group that's going to be able to go down there and spend time at church uh, with the pastor? Are we going to be able to play in the game rooms? Uh, they really loved it. Uh, I think it was one of the best times I had when it had down to that. When it, once it started running smooth, it runs itself. What uh. Did you have a name for that Wednesday thing? You know, I didn't think of naming them till I, uh, I started getting more involved in this stuff. Uh, the pastor was very good just to read statement. You know, once a statement, always a statement. Uh, so uh, where there's a Patriot looking celebration for him. So he had that emblem that we have on the helmet. He had it out there in the corner of the church in the game room area. So they were able to enjoy that. They knew it was personalized for them. Uh, so never really got to name it. We just said, Hey, if you're a statesman, you're always going to be a statesman. And it was part of the Wednesday thing. 
So, uh, so was it every kid on Wednesday, or was it a group of kids each Wednesday? It was every kid on Wednesday would go. Every, kid. of course. But being 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 that it's a uh, uh, <clears throat> something that they were going to do and stay out late, you know, the church helped us out, and they wouldn't bring them back to the school after that was done. They'd use those same little uh, buses they had, and they'd bus them straight to their houses. So that helped out, and the parents felt a lot better about it. Awesome! Awesome! That's that's fantastic. All right. Question number four. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? Well, systems, putting systems together, you know, the process, trying to find those things, uh, getting certified with the air raid, uh, listening to you guys talk and stuff, understanding that everything in practice has to be the same stuff that you're going to put inside that, that game, you know? Uh, so becoming a teacher, uh, is very important. I mean, that, that teacher part makes you a better coach. So it doesn't matter what I know. It's how I teach it to those kids. And then they're, they're able to have it out there. We were the only team, uh, and don't get me wrong. I, I was of the old school, uh, coach Woody Hayes, you know, uh, three things happen when you throw the football and two things are bad, right? You drop it or you don't catch it or even worse, they intercept it. So, I was running a double wing tee. We ran the veer, ran the double wing tee. Uh, they love the double wing tee. As a matter of fact, some of the kids that went to the other high schools were like, Coach, you're not going to run the veer on it. I mean, the uh, the wedge on us because they loved running the wedge at middle school. Uh, you, you run over that team on the D. I mean, there was one time I ran it like 30 times. I'm like, if they're not going to stop it, I'm going to keep on going, you know? And uh, so one thing that I understood, uh, even in the air raid now, it's the, that repetition is what's important. You know, it's not that you stop a play and you punish a kid, you make them run. You know, the old school that we grew up in, it's more that repetition is important. Let's get to that. Don't have time. We only have a, you know, a finite time to coach. And if it's time for the reps, we're going to do the reps. And the reps have to, I mean, they just have to be part of the game. If you're not going to see it in the game, don't waste time doing it. Don't waste time jumping over bags. If it's not part of the game, don't do it. I mean, how many times do you really jump over a bag? It doesn't happen. So uh, we had to make sure that we were doing everything uh, that we did, uh, even our defense uh, right now. Uh, sometimes I, I get coaches that are trying to coach their fears. You know, a, what happens if they run a reverse? That's why we're teaching our coaches, our kids, to make their reads. Uh, what is the retail on them? And they're going to go there. I, you know, if it's the backside, then he knows he doesn't leave that backside. And he only goes as deep as a ball. So if there's ever a reverse, he's been coached to go to that ball. And then pursued after that. So uh, tackling drills are always there. Uh, we got better at trying to figure out non-contact uh, tackling drills. Of course, being Oklahoma, they're always asking for the Oklahoma drill. And I'm like, kids, that thing is uh, outlawed, okay? We don't want to hurt any kids. I think you posted one where the kids were laying on the ground. And, you know, we grew up with that one. Those kids pop up off the ground, hit themselves. I'm going to go play basketball. This is too much. <laughs> So uh, I had to be creative and found some tackling drills uh, that are more of a, that puts them in the right position. Uh, there's a simple one we do, like it's four corners. Uh, we set up four cones. And as, as he's trying to run out, out of bounds, this kid's aiming to his hip. So if he ever tries to cut back, he still beats him. But all he's doing is tapping him on the butt as he goes out. So he's breaking his legs. He's breaking down. Everything's happening without contact other than a slap on the butt when he goes by. And as we start doing these things with non-contact, it helps those kids. But it's the same behavior that they're going to have when they're 
key in on somebody with a ball. I'm on this side, you know, I'm going to focus on this hip. If he turns his hip, I'm going to get him anyways. You know, it's uh, funny. Uh, we Our mini camp this year, because we're still in the COVID, we play in, in February. So uh, we, we weren't allowed to touch each other in practice during this mini camp. And we did all of our tackle. We did the same tackling drills we always did, but we did them on air. And in two weeks, you could visually see those kids getting a lot yes. better. Yes. And I, I, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, do I, even when we're allowed to put pads on, we might just do them on air and just see. Because I'm telling you, a technique and form was just beautiful on air. I mean, literally, exactly. we, were, we were tackling air, and they were getting better and better every day. So we'll, we'll, well I guess time will tell on that one. But. Well, and I think it also builds that confidence. You know, they're not having to hit each other. Oh, again, their bell rung like they used to tell. Oh, he just got his bell rung. You're you're seeing stars and stuff, and you're like looking out of the ear hole. And no, no, wait a minute, we don't have to do that nowadays. And again, you know, you get the old coaches that have been coached like us, and they're like, "Well, we're going to make them tough." I'm like, "Look, I'm already coaching the Southside kids. There's bullets flying over these kids' heads. They don't know if they're going to get a meal. I don't know how much tougher I want to make them." I'm like, they're pretty tough. And, and I know, I mean, I, I understand smash mouth guys, but man, they're tough. They wouldn't be out playing football if they weren't tough. They're That's aren't, exactly aren't right. Really tough. They're playing That's football. exactly right. Of course they're tough. <laughs> All right. Uh, number five is uh, contact information. So your, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Chaos uh, Football Club. Again, uh, a man that had to coach uh, – Soccer first there for a while. Well, I coached it for 26 years. Still certified. And every now and then the position comes open and I ask for it. Uh, but the, they've seen me fit at football right now. But, hey, hey my daughter, she was not going to play football. Even though I do have a couple of girls that kick better than the Vanderbilt girl, I'll tell you that. I got one girl that kicked six field goals in a high school game. All right. So I'm like, I can coach better than that. And my girls kick further than that. So uh, I've had two girl kickers too. So exactly pulled them out of soccer. So I had one of my girls, uh, one of the last ones I was coaching at club soccer. She goes, coach, the coach asked me to go kick the field goals and I kicked them. Now I got to convince my mom. I said, well, here's the plan for girls. You go kick the field goal and then run off the field. I go, do not stay on the field. Just get off the field. <laughs> I go, you make that promise to your mom. You won't have a problem. All right. So I'm going to put your Twitter handle on the, in the, uh, in the show notes. And then, uh, the last one is, do you have anything to promote or basically just you, you get the last word, anything you want to talk about? I know you're a big FCA guy, you're a man of faith, uh, and you're obviously very passionate about the game. Anything you want to talk about? You know, I think one thing has always kept me straight is, is that, that faith, you know, uh, I'm not a guy of hope. I'm not a guy that focuses on the, on the negative ever. Uh, I've had people come back around. Uh, and uh, I, I love my head coach, you know. We don't think the same, we're not the same, but I'm there to make them look good right now. And that's important to understand that you can't be a leader without being a servant. You have to be able to serve. You have to be able to show that out there. And you know what? If you're gonna talk to talk to these kids, you have to be able to walk the walk. If you don't, if you don't do those things, then these kids will not respect you. I know a lot of people think that you're beating the tough out of them and you're doing this. Look, football itself, has all those messages. You don't try, I mean, I've heard coaches say, well, you know, they see me as a father figure. Well, they already have a father, you know, they need a mentor. They need somebody that they're gonna see and go, hey, you know what, when I grow up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure, cause we got kids out there right now 
whatever lines that we catch on and we start using on that football field, you know, they're going to be saying, them. you know, they're going to be saying it to their kids. They're going to be said. So anything they pick up from us, coaches, they're already looking. We're already the example. You know, just like you said, these kids are already tough. They came out to play football. You have to set that example. Uh, uh, so for me, you know, prayer is important as a team, as a group. Uh, my faith is very important. It keeps me sane. It keeps me centered. Uh, I've calmed down so much more, uh, especially when it came to my had girls. Like I said, I, I couldn't be screaming on the sideline. And then I, I was part of the board that was part of the club. So I had to control myself. And it made me more it made me a better coach to be able to stand there and be able to see things instead of losing my head over a call left, a call right. Look, I've never seen a ref overturn a call, you know, and we're not going to get any film either on that. That's not going to be a replay where I can throw a red flag. At some point, those kids are watching. You cannot. They have enough excuses to fail. Give them, give them those excuses to win, okay? And winning sometimes is playing your best and still coming out. That scoreboard does not define you. You define who you do not allow anybody to define you, your faith, and your program. You have to control those things. Amen, Coach. Amen. You did fantastic, man. I sure do appreciate you being on here. Oh, it was an honor, Coach. It was an honor. You want me to come back anytime? I I'll be right here. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. Hey, you have a great evening, Coach.